What's up, everybody? We're back again with a new episode. Some interesting things happened during the midweek and some games to come during the weekend as well. So, without further ado, welcome to the latest episode of Falconer Podcast. Josh, I don't need to ask how you're doing. You fall that presentation already before we start recording. But let me do the format. The format, you know, the usual. How are you doing? Tell us. I'm okay, but here is my reason for frustration. We have seen, in fact, I have like at least ten reasons, but let me just name like four. <laughs> we have, we had, we had an embarrassment. Of a Champions League semi-final, like I like right from time, everybody knew Liverpool would walk over Villarreal. So I'm annoyed. As a neutral, I expect more. Mm-hmm. Um, Milan, we have game me hand. We have game me hand. We have game me hand. The game me hand now. We've seen it now. The game me hand is looking like the Milanista. There's no hand. They lost it to Bologna. Um. Then let's go back to the two mumus that we saw at Ultra Ford yesterday. First, let me start with Mayu. After the game, Matic said that they played well. And when he said it, I, I had to go and get my get my cutting board to clean my ear because like maybe I could not hear well. I I was wondering the match that he watched or the match that he played in that Mayu played well. I think I think Matic confused something. Him himself played well. Hmm? Doesn't mean the match. Uh, mind you, the mind you, the entire Man United team played well. Hey, humble person. No, no, no. You cannot come out and say I played your Jordan's that. So I appreciate him for his humility, but he should not come out and be playing on the intelligence of football fans. <laughs> see another thing I'm angry about. Eh? What? Okay. Okay, first, let me just clarify for people that don't live in Nigeria. Why in Nigeria? So there's no like, let's say in England, you have the Man and Liverpool fans hating each other. You have the Chelsea and Tottenham fans. You have the in Spain, you have the Real Madrid and Barcelona fans, and so on and so forth. But in Nigeria, it's free for all. Chelsea and Barcelona fans hate each other, though they are not in the same league. Man U and Barcelona, same thing. They are not in the same league. Real Madrid and Chelsea, for the past two seasons, they met each other in the Champions League. Very soon, they will soon start hitting each other, even if they are not in the same league. So, Nigeria is a very different dynamic. So, when I see Chelsea fans laughing at Barcelona fans, oh, your club has been nonsense this season, your club has been shit this season, I shake my head in disgust. Because their club is no different from Barcelona. 33 matches played this season in the league for Barcelona. 33 matches played in the in the league for Chelsea. Barcelona 63 points, second on the table. Chelsea 66 66 on the table. So please, what right do Chelsea fans have to be laughing at Barcelona? Can you explain it to me? Because I am fed up with people celebrating mediocrity. What like just help me answer any of these questions? Is Liverpool Villarreal a match? Is Inter a serious club? Is Matic serious with that statement? Are Chelsea fans... Like, like I'm just angry this morning. 
Um, I don't understand. Where do we where do we start from? You've said a lot, so where do we start from? I don't I don't know where to start from. No, no, no. Let's not, let's not, I don't know. You can just start from anywhere because it's actually irritating to watch and to hear something. Okay, so let, let me start from the things that made me happy. Um, the Real Madrid Manchester City game was a good game, very entertaining game. It just it just shows that it shows it, one thing that we should take away from the game. It just shows why I said Manchester uh, Manchester City always bottle things when it matters because you can see towards some moments in the game that they stop playing their own game. They actually even yeah, I, I was going to, I was going to ask yeah. Should they be would would they be disappointed more than happy because they should have won by more than one goal margin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, for example, when it was two 0 you could see that they were toying around instead of being ruthless. When it was two 0 they were they could have easily extended the margin. So, so my 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 point now is looking at the way Real Madrid is. That's why I I you know I said this to you. I wanted Chelsea to beat Real Madrid. But I knew that Real Madrid had enough firepower to see that tie through. But Real Madrid is very, very annoying because now I think that that semi-final second leg, they really have a chance. Because if you look at the way Real Madrid handled the entire situation at Etihad, they were too new down. They didn't track under pressure. They were calm and they knew that they would score. And at the end of the day, I think it was a deserved result because Real Madrid, they took their chances and they were very, very ruthless and clear. So, but all in yeah. all, I think I think that was a very good um, um, game of football. Yeah, I think I think it's one of the best games this season, like in every competition. I think it's arguably the best Champions League game I've seen this season. That one and let me see, that one and the Chelsea Real Madrid fixture and the Chelsea PSG second leg, like. I think Real Madrid have been involved in the three most entertaining Champions League games this season, in my opinion. And yeah, is, yeah. And and I, I want to I want to now ask this question. Um, is it more incredible attacking play or were the defenses poor on the night? Mm, well, well, what I would say is Real Madrid. We all knew that they had, they, they have defensive priority, especially when we saw that Casemiro wasn't going to make it. But I didn't expect Man City to be. That shaky defensively. It shows the, the difference Walker and Cancelo makes to this team. Especially um, Walker. So, those, those two players you mentioned, I actually expected, maybe not for them to concede three goals, but I expected them to concede because even John Stones was in doubt. They forced him to play. He could only play about 35 minutes or so. And then you bring on an aging Fernandinho to play against Vinicius. Like, fair for you, please. <clears throat> that is fair for you. Always gambling. At the end of the day, you fail. We saw the brilliant run Vinicius um, had from the midfield and he finished it there's off. This, with... there's, there's this thing where people, people, it's like almost like football fans and coaches despise left footed players because. You see something like you hear nonsense like you can have two right footed centre backs and let's say any club as example, let me use Real Madrid as example now. Okay, no, maybe not Real Madrid, they have a left footed centre back. But let's say back in the day when you had Puyo and PK Barcelona, both right footed, one left, 
one right. But if they are both left-footed, you start hearing nonsense like the balance of the team is not going to be correct. How will a left-footed player be playing right center back? And I'm like, are you people all right? Like when it's two right-footed players, you don't see a problem with it. Where I'm going with this is Ake is a defender. Ake is left-footed, well and all well and good. Could Ake not have been utilized in that defense? Could they not have shuffled things around and put Ake somewhere? Um, it could be two things. Like, um, I remember watching on YouTube the reason why most people despise left footers and center back, I think, is because of the pressing system these days. So you can really press them and cut out their options. But for right, I don't well, understand it. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird, but I, like, it's weird, but I, 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 I'll put it like this. Just think of it like this. Eh? If you are left footed, eh? And you're supposed to be in a position where you're supposed to use right. Just imagine it in your head. And you're getting pressed. Eh? They've already cut out your options. Eh? Listen, they've already cut out your options. So now, you are either going to be thrown to an error. Your error rate will be very, very high if they've cut out your option. But think of it now. If you're a right-footed player playing in a left-footed um, situation, even if they press you, eh, you can still... You are still left with the option of going long or whatever, okay. or just shooting it, shooting it, um, shooting it out. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I just said. I just said this talking, but like, didn't really. I I still don't agree. No, 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 no. I don't. I'm not. I mean, I'm not agreeing with anything yet, but I'm just telling you um, a reason for it. But at the end of the day, me, I just feel like it just boils down to Pep didn't really trust Akin much. Let's let's just be real. It doesn't. In, like managers don't and, play as in a certain situation, so he didn't trust Aki. And that's why you are gone. Laporte, I've been overlooking his mistakes because City have been winning and it has not been costing them. But I need someone to explain why a defender in the Champions League semi final will see Vinicius running at him. And knock down the ball. That's one. And what was he playing volleyball for the penalty? Like I don't. What what were his hands doing there? That's what that's what I keep telling people that it, people were saying natural position. I was like it was it was too high, and he even flicked what it is, out. Like what is natural? Did Jesus was he on the cross? What's natural about that? Um, that's what I'm saying. And at the end of the day, if you even look at the rules. It's a handball. It's a handball. Like people will go and bring up differences that are written everywhere. But if you really understand the rules, it's a handball and that is a penalty. A very good decision from the referee. But at the end of the day, like it just it just shows how Real Madrid puts teams under pressure. Like Real Madrid, they didn't they didn't particularly play well, but they were very, very they picked their they are just a team of mentality. My my fear is I just pray that City will be able to do the job because I don't want to see Real Madrid lift. 14. That would be very, very mad. If I see um, that. Okay. So it's clear where your allegiance is like. For me, I don't care. Whoever wins, you win. Um, um, both teams have their strength, but I'll say City cannot be as bad defensively. Surely not. But we expect Walker to be fit and Cancelo will be back from suspension. So those two alone improve the defense like remarkably. So I expect 
City, City might not necessarily go to the Bernabeu and win, but City should qualify if they defend properly. Because we know Real Madrid cannot defend properly. We know that. Yeah, yeah. And we need to remember, oh, by then, what is it called? That, that's, that's what people keep forgetting. And that's why I, I'm very concerned. And people think um, I'm just um, trying, I'm just being overreactionary. Like, let's put it like this. Real Madrid, they've wrapped up the league. They just need one more point. So they can afford to rest in their players very well for that fixture. Yeah, um, Man City, they can't do that. They have the squad to rotate, but they can't do that because they are still fighting for that um, Premier League. So now, but, if to be fair, they're playing league weekend, so it's not like it will require that much hard work. It depends. It depends. Let's say they've not, they've not scored against League 75 minutes. They will still bring up the big guns also. Like, you know how this thing goes. So at the end of the day, what I'm just saying is, and they could have Casemiro for the second leg. Man, I just pray Manchester because when you look at Pep's record in the Bernabeu, Pep's record is very, very good. That is his second home. So I feel like if the City players can translate what he wants, they should be able to go through because I don't want Real Madrid anywhere near that final. <laughs> very unbiased analysis from Leonard. Um, Liverpool won Villarreal in the second semi-final. Please, can we move on? Like, I don't even want to talk about no, there's, there. There's nothing really to talk about there. Like, anybody, to me, anybody yeah. can Villarreal yeah. doesn't... Let's just yeah. move on. Villarreal did your best. Liverpool yeah. is just... You can't do more than yourself. It's just exactly. The manner of the first goal is what would have really pained... The goalkeeper, the goalkeeper has been showing signs of, of being stupid from the first half. Punching balls. I don't that, know whether he saw it. He was just punching every that, nonsense. Yeah, exactly. You see that keeper? He's like, he's like, maybe the ref told him in his ear, like, if you catch any ball, I'll book you. Like, like you're allowed <laughs> to catch balls as a keeper. I don't get it. Just punching, 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 and in the end, he punches his team in the face because now they have, they have there's no way that they can qualify. Like, see, I would be stunned. No, let me even, let, let me let me put it more than that. You see, see, I will. Oh God, I want I want to think of one incredible thing I would do if Villarreal entered the final. Like it's not possible. It's not possible. So Liverpool haters are waiting. Just wake up from your dream. Liverpool have entered the final. Ah, you can play Liverpool final, but for them for you to pray they don't enter the final. Just forget it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so let's talk about Charity FC and Clown FC at Old Trafford. Obviously, Charity FC is Chelsea because they give to the poor. They they win. They win teams that you expect them to have tough times against, like teams in form, like when Spurs were in form, they beat them. When Liverpool was in form, they drew with Liverpool. But flip it, when Burnley were not informed, the drop points. Everton were not informed, the drop points. Arsenal, drop points. Mayu, home and away, drop points. So Chelsea is now charity FC to further notice. And United, well, I guess they're just a group of people who play for a club, but they're not really a team. So, in terms of this game, I said, sorry, I said Liverpool. 
United do not deserve anything in terms of the quality of performance they put in. But at the same time, if you're Chelsea, you have to take your chances. Otherwise, you run the risk of dropping points, which they eventually did. Yeah, yeah. Like at the end of the day, if you don't take your chances, I think the clear one was Sky Havertz missing a sitter. I think that's the sitter. Any, any. Yeah, he I think that's three header as well. So exactly, he didn't even he didn't even test the goalkeeper there. He didn't even test the goalkeeper with the header. Like, so I uh, playing five aside football. You want to score from narrow angle when you have teammates to pass to. Like I don't understand. Man, I don't know. I, I, I think I think Chelsea they can't wait for the season to be over. I think I think for them the season is is done because when you look at oh, it. Oh no 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 no! I I will, I will politely disagree with you there. You know why? Okay. You know why? Okay, now go on. There, there's something that you know that you are playing nonsense. You know that you're in problem. We talked about this before the start of the podcast. You know that you're in big trouble, and so you want to solve it. The people in that situation are United and Barcelona. They know that they have been hit this season. So they are going to solve it. United have already hired a new manager. Barcelona have already made two signings virtually. We know Frank Kessia and Christensen are joining them. They are still going to make more. So they know they are in problem. They are solving it. But Chelsea, on the other hand, they think that they are good. That's the problem. So why, why Barcelona and Man U actually cannot wait for the season to be over? Chelsea are still deceiving themselves that they have a good sport. So they are not tired of this. They're just, they're playing, they're not playing for much, but they're not actually tired of the season. The way me I look at it is, at the end of the day, for Thomas Fitcher to make some of the changes he's making, and he knows the squad better than, than any of us, I think he knows that this squad is not good enough. The way he has cut um, some players out, but he's still forced to bring them in. Like, I think some of all these players... Possibly will not be there. I think Lukaku, there will be a solution whereby Lukaku is not. Lukaku, yeah. Speaking of Lukaku, I need I need somebody. Maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe my IQ is not high enough. Maybe I don't know football enough. Maybe I'm too dumb to understand. Yeah. But Leonard, you're smarter than me. So I need you to. I need you to explain how. You can tell Sky Harvest, who, even though he was wasteful, you could see his movement, you could see he was giving United backline trouble. You remove him and put a static Lukaku that was never going to offer anything. Like, I need to understand how that move makes sense from a coach. Who is supposed to be a world class coach for that matter? Um, should, should, really, I can't, I can't really tell you. I don't know if. He's looking at the game against Everton and saying, man, this Manchester United game is done and dusted. Let me go and start part against Everton like everybody else. Hold on, dusted when you're joining the game. I don't know. Like, like for a while, the game looks stalemate. Nobody was really doing anything. Like, so, so I just feel like maybe, because when you look at it, Sky Havertz, he has, he has, he has um, like, the way he has been making his selections lately. It's obvious that Kai Havertz is going to be his main man going forward. So, I think for him to sub his main man for someone that he doesn't really trust in Lukaku, and I feel like, yeah, yeah, it's just that. 
has washed his hand away from the guy earlier than many people expected. Okay, okay. How about Messi Mount? Because there seems to be some sort of thing I don't understand. Like in the home, in the whole team, I think to me personally, only four people played well. I watched the game. Four Chelsea players. That is for United, only two Ronaldo and there. For Chelsea, with James was fantastic. I mean, it, the guy just—he just, just shows—he just shows what I was talking about. Why would you waste James in the back three? Remember, I talked about this. Like, why? With James is so good in the wing back position, and you open your mouth, and Tuchel will open his mouth and say nonsense. He, I don't know if you 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 heard his quote or you saw his quote where he said. I rate with James 55% wing back, 45% center back. And I'm like, guy, will you shut up? With James is a wing back. So we saw it yesterday. So we saw that yesterday. We saw Alonso was fantastic as well. Thiago Silva and Rudiger. The remaining, I'm like, mm, uh, what was this? And yet, for some reason, Messi Mount never gets stopped off. Ziyech was on the bench. Ziyech is someone that is creative. Like, I, I looked at it as James alone was creating, because Chelsea played with two forwards, James alone was creating, was wrecking havoc for, for United left-hand side of the defence. Imagine if they had brought Ziyech to play there as well. Then the, the United defenders and midfielders would be even more confused because this time around, they would not know whether to pick up Ziyech or to pick up James instead of it just being James. But he refused to take off Mount. I want to understand which country, whether Mount has it in his contract that he must play 90 minutes every match. Is that possible for a player to have in their contract? Uh, I don't know, but the way I see it is, like I told you, um, like I told you before, the way I see it is like, in, in, everybody had a bad performance, but I think, I think, there are a lot of people that were worse than that Messi Mount. That's just that's just that's, that's just why I see. There were others that were worse than Messi Mount. Was that Messi Mount? Um, yes, to a degree, yes. I was just saying, yeah, average was worse than Messi Mount. I think I think if Messi Mount had the opportunity, that? yeah, Kante was worse. No, no, like, no, 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 Kante, no, no, Kante was no, no, worse. Like. Don't even ask me, Kante. After the pass from Kante to Avat, that was the only time I saw Kante in that night. The next time I saw yeah, Kante so was when he was stopped. About the pass to the United midfield that led to the man you go. It was from Kante's error. I didn't even notice self. Now that you even said it, does that make sense? That was a trick question. When I asked you, was, was, Kante, was Mount better than Kante? It was a trick question. <laughs> no problem. Um, <laughs> um, but for Mount, I'll say, but sorry, but for Harvard, you talked about if Mount had the chances. Need I remind you of the Carabao Cup final? Should I remind you? Okay. Yes, yes. that day. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I remember. Very, very so. So please don't ever call Mount a good finisher again ever in this life. Thank you very much. Unless he, <laughs> unless he improves, but for now he's not a good finisher. He scores goals, of course, of course. Every attacking midfielder scores goals, but a good finisher, <laughs> my guy, is not. So 
when you look at this Chelsea team now, um, you said they, they have actually very little or nothing to play for because third place looks sealed. Maybe maybe not sealed, but at least top maybe top four is sealed, but not third place. So in that case, that leaves them with just the FA Cup final. How hard is it to stay motivated in the league games? Like, are we just going to see more drab performances from Chelsea in the Premier League? Mm, I, I think I think I think um, with the discipline to Chelsea, I think it will happen. But but like like we're seeing, like I don't understand why Chelsea they they've dropped so much like this. Like we're expecting them to still be decent, even if uh, their season. The entire their season has like ended and nothing really to play for except the cup final. So yeah, I think I think I think Chelsea will improve. I think this is a stage where Tuchel will identify those that he wants in his team going forward. So yeah, but we'll see though. Um, this is actually unbelievable that I'm going to ask this question. It was unthinkable in January, but can Arsenal? Overtake Chelsea in third place. Hmm. No, I don't think so. Why? No, don't. Why don't you think so? Because when I look at Arsenal's pictures, they are still competing with um, Spurs, who, are, who is still in around, in and around the things um, they are trying to achieve. So I feel like Arsenal would drop more points than Chelsea from now to the end of the season. Drop more. Yeah, I think Arsenal will drop one point at Chelsea. First of all, I like to politely. You know, I'm very polite. I like to politely disagree because Arsenal play a West Ham that is not focused on the Premier League anymore. Next, they are going to beat West Ham. Then they no, play. No, 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 no. Let's not assume. You assume me. There's so much assumption. West Ham. West Ham sorry, sorry, sorry. On this podcast on Tuesday, did we talk about Chelsea against West Ham? We did not. Do you know why we did not do that? Both of us know why, but let's tell the listeners why. Because it was a meaningless match, and West Ham played their second team against Chelsea, and Chelsea could only win in the last minute. That is the same thing West Ham is going to do against Arsenal, the second team. And Arsenal are not going to struggle against that second team like Chelsea did. It's okay, go on. Let me let me hear this. I want to see the end of this. I beat Leeds because Leeds is Leeds is next. Against Spurs, anything can happen. So I'm putting a question mark on that game. They might win, they might lose, they might draw. Then after that sports game, after that sports game, they are going to beat Newcastle. And they are going to beat a finished Everton on the last day of the season. So I see Arsenal dropping points in only one game, potentially, to the end of the season. Hmm. Man, I don't understand this, the way, like, where this rating, I don't understand how you, all of a sudden you believe in so much in Arsenal. But we'll see what you're saying. We'll see. And <laughs> I don't understand where this confidence is. I mean, don't have ambition. You know, you know, sometimes you're limited by your ambitions, your thinking. So, for example, let me, let me, let me try and, and act and talk like a wise man. Now, I'm a wise man, but let me talk like a wise old man. You know, sometimes when you see 
I've seen a picture where a horse was there was a rope on its neck and then the rope was tied to a plastic chair. And the horse was not moving because it thought it could not move because his his neck was tied. Meanwhile, what is a plastic chair compared to the power of a horse? So the horse was limiting itself. So unless Arsenal are limiting themselves to sport, like maybe if they finish sport, they will do a party in London, they will be happy, they will jubilate, unless that's what they are limiting themselves to. But if they can see beyond sport, if they can see up to third, then they will achieve it. Okay. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. But me, I don't have that kind of confidence that you have. No, or not. Like, especially for an Arsenal football club, like, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, okay, so I know I'm sounding like a motivational speaker for Arsenal. Like, if you believe it, you can achieve it. If you always aspire to Maguire, motivational speakers. But for real, I actually believe that they can finish third if they put their minds to it. Because this Chelsea team will drop more points. That is sure. It's set in stone. And okay. We'll see. I'll remind you of this thing you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not to finish third. I said it first. Right. Moving on now. Now we can talk about Liverpool. They faced Newcastle this weekend, which is actually a tricky fixture if you look at Newcastle's form. But before we talk about the game itself, Jurgen Klopp has extended his Liverpool contract by a further two years. It was set to expire in 2024, but now is now till 2026. Fantastic news for Liverpool. Yeah, that was fantastic. To get him to extend his contract now, it now looks more long term. So, yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, the the only downside to it is if Pep announces the same, man, that will be a long game for Klopp, and uh, <laughs> because it will mean that Klopp will achieve less. So far, Pep is there. Klopp is going to achieve less. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah, right. Definitely. So, so, are, so you, yeah. are you not are you not overlooking the mighty Manchester United with their hard and Tuchel with his new owners back? Please, 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 stop all this. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Stop, 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 please, and thank you. Well, well, sense the sarcasm in my voice. Please, please. United. Please, United, United, we take them at least three seasons to start challenging for anything, so please. Well, Uh, Chelsea. Chelsea depends on what they do this summer. If they're able to sign, sign. Don't Don't be a politician. What of Chelsea? No, Chelsea, to me, Chelsea, Chelsea are very close. Like, obviously, there is still a gap between Chelsea and Manchester City. But okay. Chelsea are very close. So, now, that's what I'm saying now. To close down that gap, to close down that gap, they need to sign, like, four key players this summer. That is two midfielders, at least two defenders. Then, if they are able to do that, then I think if they... I don't know if which striker is out there. That's why I don't want to mention striker. But if they can get the best out of Lukaku... Vena and your likes, then I think they can challenge. But if not, then uh, it's a long day. Because right now, there are limited striker striking options out there. There are not many world-class strikers out there. So it's, it's hard for me to now say, okay, Chelsea should get this one. Unless they want to go for Le- Lewandowski, who I think wants to leave Bayern this summer. Maybe that, okay. m- that might be an option. 
But I think that those are the positions Chelsea need, seriously needs to strengthen. Because when you look at it, it's one of the things that has cost Chelsea um, um, ground this season. They've not been able to keep clean sheets when they needed to. Um, um, they've not been able to... The defensive um, players that they've brought in to deputize for the um, um, first... Um, sell, um, the, um, first how like to say, the first players that Twitter normally select, like the first team options, they've not really come in to do any solid job. Then in the midfield, when Kovacic is injured, it seems like the ones that play, they don't know what they're doing. So, yeah, I, I think that is it, basically, because I feel like if they can get that balance right, then create enough chances, because if you look at it, Chelsea, they don't really create enough chances these days. So if they're, if they're able to do that, then I feel like Chelsea would be very, very close to Manchester City. And... Uh, and Liverpool come next season. Okay, okay. Well done, sir. Well done. I'm greeting you. Good morning, sir. You are... Of course. Of course. Of course. I, Go on. I put it to you, now we're in the court of law, I put it to you that you are a very wicked person. Wicked? Like, what did I do? Like person. So you look at this Chelsea team and you open your mouth to say that they can get the best out of Lukaku and Vena. Can you get the best out of North? Zero, zero multiplied by 100 is what? <laughs> hey, I don't know why you do this thing every zero time. Zero multiplied by 1,000 is what? I don't know. I, don't, I, I cannot remember. I'm an old man now. Okay. 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 It is zero. Just like for any, any kids listening, zero multiplied by anything is zero. So you cannot get the best out of Lukaku and Vena. You have to sell them. So, like, you have to sell these guys. They are not good enough. They've proven time and time and time again that they are incompetent. So, but the way I look at it is, I agree with you that Chelsea needs four signings because I just remember that they have um, Amanda Boya coming back from loan. They have Conor Gallagher coming back from loan. So, maybe they just need to sign one midfielder and then Gallagher will be the second one. So, I think... Yeah, four four players, but maybe not two midfielders. Maybe make it one winger, and we'll see how it helps them. But uh, for the... well, uh, I don't subscribe to that thinking. The, the reason why is I don't think Broya and Gallagher are Chelsea quality. Let me be real. And and no, no, we need to even remember that when you wear the Chelsea shirt, it's not the same as wearing Crystal Palace shirt, and it's not the same as wearing um, Southampton shirt. There is pressure on that shirt. So that's okay, why I, okay. I, uh, okay. I think I think Galiga is ready, but I don't think Bria is ready. I think Galiga is ready to actually be a starter because let's face it, only Kovacic has played with Chelsea midfield this season. So Galiga is ready to challenge Jorginho and the, and Co for a starting shirt, but Boya is going to be back up. And I feel like personally, with the mistakes Chelsea have made in the past with Salah. Lukaku was was good when he left Chelsea. Um, De Bruyne as well. Even look at Tammy Abraham. So Chelsea should not allow Amanda Boya to turn to another story like that. So I think that they should just keep him as backup, not to be a starter. Mm, okay, okay, I see, I see. Yeah, if he's not a starter, then fair enough. Um, for this weekend, surely they have to win Everton, but. I cannot put my money on it. I will not be shocked if we're coming here on Tuesday talking about Chelsea dropping points once more. Because I told you, Arsenal will finish third. No, um, no. See, see, see. It, I will say it again. 
if Twitter doesn't win, then they should, they should just get sacked late. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> everybody's taking points from everything, and Twitter is going to get to draw points. If he doesn't win, then they should just sack him. I don't know what he's doing. Oh, well, not, not, not everybody, though. We saw Manchester United losing. Um, oh, my God. We are talking... <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about this thing. You are calling Manchester United. Manchester I don't United. understand. I did, I, I did not think club. I don't understand. They are a club, but not this season. They've, they, let's just leave them uh, out, of, out of the conversation this season. They are not even in it this season, please. Please, uh, when I say uh, when I when I say everybody, you know what I mean. Please, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, now let's let's go over to Spain and talk about Real Madrid. Are they wrapping up the, the league this weekend because they just need a point, or would will it be delayed somehow by an Espanol miracle? Um, I think there's a possibility it can be delayed because, like, I expect Carlo to heavily rotate, especially with the senior guys. Because of the game they have coming up, so I think there will be. Um, but even if even if they rotate, even if they rotate, the second team of Madrid should be ashamed if they cannot at least draw with Espanyol. No, no, no. I think they will win. I don't even think it will be a draw. I think they will win. I think what will happen is there will be rotation. Carlo might decide to go with like some heavy hitters mixed mixed with um, some um, you know youth and uh, and youth and freshness. So. They might just wrap it up in the first half, you know, maybe they're already leading and cruising, then they take off the heavy hitters. Or they might decide to just go with the youth, then bring out the heavy hitters for the last 15 minutes so that they can still be match sharp for the game coming up. Yeah, so I, I think anyway they, 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 they want to play this one or any way Carlo wants to, um, you know, put, um, um, you know, go into this game, I think... At the end of the day, they should be able to wrap it up. They just need one point, really. So it's not like they necessarily have to win. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I would be shocked if Benzema is on that pitch because there's no point risking an injury when you have an important game. But we've seen that even when Carlo Ancelotti has rotated in recent times, Benzema always finds a way to be on the pitch. But I actually <laughs> hope it. I, I, I hope it changes because you cannot risk your most important player for your biggest game of the season. I just I just remembered something. When someone posted Carlos a lot of um, rotation and put the Madrid picture upside down. Okay, now now I just I, I just remembered something now. You just led me to a talk to point. You can never satisfy football fans. People complain that Pep rotates so much. He does not have a first team. People complain that Carlo Ancelotti doesn't rotate at all. So what do people actually want? What do human beings want? You can't please everybody at the end of the day. So, yeah, so you, know, you, know, you, know the, you know the funny thing? It is the same people criticizing Pep that criticizing Ancelotti. It's not different people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. But, but at the end of the day, why I see it is this one you have to rotate. Because I feel like... So who, yeah, go on, go on, go on. No, I just wanted to ask, so who, which coach is the perfect squad rotator if there's anything like that? Um, I, think he's, I think if you look at it now, the way um, Klopp has been able to deal with his squad, he has been rotating, like, he, 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 what he normally does, he doesn't really affect the spine. Like the goalkeeper, Fabinho, 
and one of the um, attackers are the same. Then so just no, basically, basically, you rotate only three positions: right center back, one midfielder, and one forward. That's not. He doesn't really have the squad depth in terms of there's nobody challenging Arnold, there's nobody challenging Robertson, there nobody is, challenging there, Fabinho. There is like oh, the this guy oh, has stepped up this season. Timikas uh, has stepped up this uh, let's, let's be let's be serious, please, please. <laughs> what do you mean let's be serious? Timikas, Timikas, I remember when I had him here, he was banging though. And even this guy, like if needs be, they've used um, Joe Gomez as the right set as the right um um Right back and Joe Gomez, my God! I remember the which, match. Which is which is not ideal, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, it's not ideal. But I remember the match they played a few weeks ago. He's delivering that game. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, I think he had an assist in that game. Assist for Jota, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. His delivery in that game was mad. Uh, it was as if Trent was playing, though. But like, uh, what, what I mean is they didn't really miss Trent in that game. So I feel like even I, I, I still expect Club to even rotate. You know, now he has that flexibility on like previous seasons. Oh, okay. So that that's the end of the episode. But before we round up, I just wanted to address Chelsea fans that are laughing at Barcelona. Can you just help me clear them that it is just three points difference? Well, well, at the end of the day, I'll just say we are all in the mess together, and uh, <laughs> and, and, and Chelsea's mess might be longer because. I don't know Chelsea. They don't. They, they don't know that they are in a mess. That's why it should be longer. Because because why why I say it's, it should be longer? I was reading before I jumped on that um, a new person have placed a bid. Every day they are increasing Chelsea's price like it's tomato. They are trying to sell. So uh, no no no. You know you know the funny thing about this new Sir Jim Rat Ratcliffe, a British. Obviously when you hear Sir, you know he's a British person. The funny thing is, the, the deadline for submitting bids was, was in March, and you, yes. you feel that you're a big man, you're a big man, you come one month after. Like, if they accept the speed, then we know that Chelsea is a joke. Like, there's no point again, because how can deadline be in March, and countless people have been eliminated from the process, and you just come, and you think that, based on what, who are you? The, the truth is, where, where there's billions involved, there is always corruption and they will always be flexible with their rules. I mean, so, but but, but he's, 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 he's messing with other billionaires, it's not like ordinary people. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. That's true. Uh, uh, well, uh, that, that, that's it for, for us guys. Uh, Manchester United fans, I think, were in the same shoes are pity for you people. Uh, no, no, let's, let's, let's be honest. Let's now be honest with each other. Mm? Okay. You see, you see Barcelona, you see Chelsea, you see Mayu, you see Dortmund, you see Tottenham. To me, they are all the same this season. They are all the same. <laughs> you, can, you can even add Napoli. They are all the same. They, they have all underachieved. The only people that are overachieving right now is Arsenal. So Arsenal have the right to laugh at all the other fans of the clubs I just mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Like, I, I don't even... Like, I feel like even Manchester United, they have the chance of bouncing back. I was, I was hearing that they are going to open a war chest of, I think, is it 250 million? Huh? So if they, if they get that kind of money to buy their manager in the first transfer window, that would be massive. It's not the money. We've seen them waste 150 on Maguire, Wambisaka, and Daniel James in one window. Three of those players cost 150 million. Please, which of them was a good sign? Absolutely zero. 
So it's not about having the money, it's about spending it properly. We'll see how it goes for them. Yeah, um, yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. See you in the next one.